Hello, this is Roy Lilly. You know, doctors don't seem to be getting anywhere with their strikes. A couple of them have been on the telly. A lot of them have lost a lot of money because the BMA won't stump up for strike pay. And some of them have been pictured on picket lines singing and in party mood, which is not a good look, I don't think. Despite the fact that there have been several strike days, I've lost track of how many, maybe 19, I think. Nothing much has changed. The government, as far as they're concerned, have settled. And depending on how you count it, it could be worth 6%, 8% or 10%. And the doctors want 35%. They argue about how much your junior doctor earns. It could be £33,345 or maybe £50,017 or £41,681. No one knows. Does it matter? They earn what they earn and they want about a third more. The consultants want something or other. I'm not sure what. They say they're striking for the survival of the NHS, which is jolly decent of them. We have a 15-year workforce plan, so they'll be on strike for a while yet. In the 14 years to 22-23, consultants' pay has flatlined, growing by an average of about 14% a year. The average UK pay went up by 48%. So it's obvious to me the BMA have been asleep at the wheel for 14 years. I'd want my union subs back and I'd be more cross with the BMA than the government. How much do they earn? Well, does it matter? If you really want to know, from the 1st of April this year, they earned between £93,666 and £126,281 and they want more. Uh, by the way, average salaries across the UK by age group, 22 to 29, it was about 25,000. 30 years to 39 years, it's about 30,000. 40, uh, 40 years to 49 years, it's 31 and a half. And from 50 to 59, it drops to 29,007. You might also like to know September to November 2022, the average salary growth in the private sector was 6% in finance and business, 3% in the construction sector, and nothing in wholesaling, hotel and restaurant retailing and wholesaling sectors, and, for the record, 3.3% in the public sector. But comparability arguments never seem to matter. Nevertheless, I do somehow feel the doctors might not have read the room. None of this really matters. It's pretty clear the government not going to budge, not for this year, that's for sure. And you might get some talks going for next in the, for the next two years, but, you know, who knows. That leaves us with the strikes and their impact. The NHS is getting pretty good at managing strikes. There's enough cover to make sure no one drops the ball in A&E and ITU. As far as I'm aware, strike days are a huge administrative and management headache for the for managers, but there have been no blue light blunders. In the front end, it's all taken care of. The back end is a different story. According to the BMJ, close on a million people will have been turfed off the waiting lists as appointments are cancelled because of the strikes. Managing lists is a headache at the best of times, but the NHS is adaptable. Some of the best administrators there are. They're getting better at cancelling, shuffling and sorting out. It's getting routine. Not to matter that much. They're across it. The public, on the other hand, well, it's complicated. 
Although a huge number of people are looked after by the NHS every day, it's a minority of the population. Not all people on the waiting list need an operation. Perhaps 60% are waiting for a diagnostic, and a percentage of symptoms and illness will be self-limiting. In the meantime, we have an unpopular government who will not get any more popular by giving in to strikes. In fact, they might do better to appear tough. It will drag on. To work, strikes have to touch people's lives. The longer this goes on, the more lives it will touch. More of the public will have a view. Now, Labour claimed last week 121,000 patients have died waiting for treatment. Probably not quite true. It was a small sample with uh, extrapolated numbers. And you could be on the list uh, for a bunion job and pass on because you're 96 and your time has come. Some uh, honcho at the BMA, Dr Emma Runswick, Council Deputy Chair, said, and I quote, for people to die whilst waiting to get the care they have been waiting for is a terrible indictment of this government's mismanagement of our health services. Probably, but Miss Runswick doesn't seem too bothered about the implication for sure you can bet somewhere someone whose clinical priority has brought them to the front of the list will come to grief because of the strikes. A cancer left undiagnosed to rampage through someone's body, life and family. Increasingly, it looks to me, for the doctors, none of this matters. However, the majority of UK medical schools require or invite their students to say a variant of the Hippocratic Oath at graduation. In terms, they'll say something like, I will use my power to help the sick to the best of my ability and judgment. I will abstain from harming or wronging any man by it. For a lot of things that don't matter, I think that matters. Thanks for listening, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.